Hello there, Alaskans, wherever you are. Welcome to the Must Read Alaska Show. Coming to you from somewhere in Alaska. This is the place where we talk about, you guessed it, Alaska. Where we keep the mainstream media on their toes and where we are standing up for what's right and a world run by leftists. You can find out more by heading over to mustreadalaska.com and also checking out the Must Read Alaska YouTube channel for some really great content. But first, let's get this party started. Well, welcome everybody to the Must Read Alaska show. I'm your host, John Quick, coming to you live from somewhere in Alaska. And boy, do we have a special treat today for you. Uh, we want to thank everybody that listens, watches, and reads Must Read Alaska. We are doing this for you. And if you care about conservative news, we exist for you. So um, we have the show and we're maybe top 200 on iTunes and any four countries in any, any given moment. And today we have a very special guest to you for you today, Simon, who is the chief White House correspondent for Today News Africa uh, in Washington, D.C. It's one of the biggest news organizations in Africa. Simon, thanks so much for coming on the Must Read Alaska show today. Thank you for having me, John. So tell me about your role as the chief White House correspondent. That is a big role. Um, how did how did that how did you come to this role and and are you enjoying your time in DC? Yeah, so I'm having a great time, even though uh, I've faced many challenges also at the Biden White House or in the Biden White House. As chief White House correspondent, I spend my time covering the White House. You remember a few minutes before we came. On this show, uh, I was attending a telephonic press briefing by John Kirby, who is one of the spokespersons at the White House. So my job is really to focus on ties between U.S. and Africa, ties and interaction between U.S. and Africa. Uh, that's my main focus. You remember that last December, President Biden hosted the the second U.S.-Africa summit in Washington, D.C. They were close to there were 50 African leaders who came to Washington DC to try to see how the, the US and Africa can strengthen ties. So those are the things that interest us, but I'm also in the US. So it means that covering the White House, I pay attention to what's going on at the White House. So if you go to my personal Twitter account, we see that what I post there mainly is what is going on at the White House, what is going on in the US. But if you go to at Today News Africa, which is the Twitter, the Twitter handle for Today News Africa, you see that what we have there is mostly what the, the latest on US Africa relations. Nice. So tell me what are the major issues facing Africa right now? Folks that are going to listen to this are going to be mainly from the US. And I think a lot of us don't really have any idea what the major issues are facing Africa. So give us the boilerplate on what's going on in Africa. So one of the major issues right now, as far as U.S. and Africa are concerned, is the rise of China, the rise of Russia, and the fact that those two countries are uh, spreading disinformation and misinformation sometimes against the U.S. And because of that, the relationship between Africa and the U.S. is being is undermined. Uh, it's becoming weak. You remember uh, last year when there was that vote at the U.N. after Russia invaded Ukraine, the U.S. realized that they didn't have as much influence as they used to have in Africa. Several African nations uh, backed Russia or, or decided not to go along with the U.S., 
And after that, the U.S. realized that they had to do something. If you recall, in October of last year, uh, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken went to South Africa to unveil what they called the new U.S.-Africa policy. And that policy was meant to revamp and ties between U.S. and Africa. And after that, in December 20, 2022, President Biden himself invited 50 African leaders to Washington, D.C. to try to see how, um, you know, that relationship can be strengthened as China is rising. So uh, one of the major issues now when it comes as far as the U.S. is concerned is how will the U.S., what role will the U.S. play in Africa? Is the U.S. role in Africa diminishing? And, and I can say that it's diminishing and they are trying to revamp it. The, the issues are the same, the issues of infrastructure. Mm -hmm. People need infrastructure for basic things. The issues of corruption is still there. Um, some African leaders uh, have been in power for a long time, dictatorship. The fact that democracy right now, it's almost on the decline. If you remember, there have been several coups in yeah. Africa, in West Africa, particularly in the past, in the past few months. So the, the issues are there, the issues are the same, but when it comes to US-Africa relations, one of the main issues, how will the US continue to play a bigger role in Africa as China and Russia rise? So what about the opportunities? There's gotta be some major opportunities for Africa. There's gotta be, you know, what are the, what are the things that Africa is hopeful for, that you're hopeful for, for your country? The opportunities are everywhere, you know, when, you have a developing country or a developing continent that doesn't have the basic um, basic things that are needed to farm or infrastructure in terms of roads, in terms of uh, electricity. I used to live in Nigeria. I was born in Cameroon, but I used to live in Nigeria. I studied there. And it's hard to have electricity. Sometimes people spend week, weeks and they don't have electricity. As a result, it's undermining businesses, it's undermining education. And so you have opportunity opportunities when it comes to infrastructure development. Uh, so that's one, one of the big things. So if the US really want to invest in Africa, they have to almost catch up because that's what China is already doing. China is building bridges, roads, and everything that has to do with infrastructure. And that's where the US should come in and try to see how they can have a partnership with Africa by investing in infrastructure. And they are trying to do that. Last year, in, in early last year, around June last year, President Biden and the other G20 leaders, they announced that they were going to invest $600 billion in Africa over the next five years. So, uh, but, you know, those are commitments. Uh, it's not clear uh, how much of that money will actually be raised and be invested in Africa. So I uh, I read one of your stories. You tell tell us it from your your account that you um, before you got to the U.S. you would watch CNN and then you got here and you maybe thought a little differently about CNN. Tell us that story. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I grew up in Africa. I was born in Cameroon, spent time in Nigeria, studied there. And while most people, while most people watch Fox News and a lot of conservative media outlets or read them here in the US, in a lot of places around the world, what people watch is CNN. And so I used to watch CNN 
And the impression I had then was that the racists and the bad guys were the Republicans, were the conservative. And, and so that's what I thought. And I didn't want to have anything to do with anyone in the Midwest, the old white guys with no college degrees, <laughs> you know, the way they describe them. And so I didn't want to have anything to do with them. And everywhere I wanted to live, I wanted to live in, you know, Democrat-run cities, Washington, D.C., California, or state, city of state, California, um, Maryland, you know, places like that. And so my mind was closed up. During the 2020 presidential election, our publication endorsed President Biden, then candidate Biden. We didn't have, we didn't want to have anything to do with President Trump because the New York Times told us that, you know, he used the S, you know, whole word against Africans. And so I didn't want to do it. So I began to cover the White House. And while I was covering the White House, I began to realize that I was actually being discriminated against in the Biden White House more than even in the Trump White House. Because during Trump White House, I wasn't covering the White House full time. Because of the reason that I just explained, I didn't want to have much to do with Trump. I already, you know, they've told me this is the racist guy. These are the racists, they're in power, they hate blacks and don't have anything to do with them. But I realized during Trump, I would go to the White House, even though I wasn't covering the White House regularly. I would go to the White House when President Trump is hosting maybe African leader. He, he hosted President Buhari of Nigeria. He, or even when he's hosting any world leader event, and I have access. When President Biden came to power, I have had access to his press briefing in more than two years, just once. And that was after I complained. And I began to realize it wasn't really what I was told. For instance, in November 2021, when South Africa identified the new uh, Omicron variant, the variant was everywhere. It was in the UK, it was in Hong Kong, it was everywhere. But the Biden administration decided to ban only eight African nations from coming to the US. Six of those countries had zero cases of the variant. And when I challenged Jen Psaki, who was the press secretary for President Biden then, you know, she reacted really angrily and then she wasn't calling on me anymore. <laughs> uh, and, 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 I, and they began to discriminate against me even, and, and I began to realize it wasn't just against me, it was also against other Africans and also against other conservative news outlets in the briefing room. For instance, it's hard for them to call on the New York Post. It's hard for them to call on the Daily Caller. It's hard for them to call on the Washington Times. It's hard for them to even call on people like Al Jazeera or Newsmax or you know all the other people who don't really um, either send them questions in advance mm. or to the Democratic lines. And it changed me. And I began to know Republicans and I realized that conservatives were actually great people. They came for me, they supported me when I was being discriminated against. The Tucker Carlson invited me on the show and different other people began to invite me and began to know them. So my transformation actually took place right in the White House, which is, which is a story on its own. That's pretty cool. That is, that is an amazing story. What's one last thing you'd like to leave folks that are going to listen to this and maybe hear about Africa for the first time from somebody who lives there? What's the one thing you'd want to leave folks in the U.S. knowing about Africa? 
Yeah, so two things I will ask everyone to go to Today News Africa and hit support, continue to support me, continue to support our publication, uh, or go to at Simon Ateba and, you know, subscribe to our Substack. I will say that when I see how immigration is being done in the U.S., where, uh, you know, some people have it easy to come to the U.S., whereas Africans hardly get the same opportunity. They don't participate. It's 0.0.0%, of Africans who apply for visas are allowed to come in. Yet Africans love the US. They love that connection, that relationship with the US. They are smart, they're intelligent, they're educated. When they come to the US, they add to the economy. And, and I will say that Africans are good people. They love the US, opportunities abound. And I will tell anyone listening to us now to reach out and see how we can also help to, you know, um, continue to develop Africa in different areas, health, agriculture, infrastructure, and several other areas. Well, Simon, thank you so much for joining us on the Must Read Alaska show. I really appreciate it. We wish you nothing but success here at Must Read Alaska. And I look forward to hearing the questions that you asked the uh, White House press secretary. Um, have a good day and have a great rest of your week. Until next time, I'm John Quick from somewhere in Alaska.